husband for Fahad Blake. He's the uh, first of his name, husband of my house. He's nine and 30 years old. <laughs> you are nine and 30. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I'm so excited. We're doing a fun finale, finale episode of House of the Dragon. But I'm very excited because it's not just Raheel. It's also my husband, Fahad, who's it's your debut, your debut on the podcast. Woohoo. Can Fahad say Mamma Mia like Mario? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about House of the Dragon today. Uh, it's the final episode. Just quick yes or no. Uh, Fahad, did you love the episode? Yes. Real, did you love the episode? I did. Okay. Good. Yes. Sorry. I don't know how yes and no works. <laughs> Kabul. This is, nobody speaks Urdu on this podcast. <laughs> oh, this is the other podcast. <laughs> I swear to God. Today I was like, I was like, hey, listen to the new episode I dropped with Raheel. And he was like, oh, can you send me a link? I was like, are you not subscribed to the podcast? And he goes, oh, I am now. Guess who else is subscribed to the podcast? You? Yeah. What is wrong with you guys? We're like lazy voters who love the issues but don't vote. Yeah. (laughs) This is obscene. Okay. All right. Uh, Should I do a synopsis of the episode? Yes. Uh, the episode opens on Dragonstone where baby boy Luceris is struggling with imposter syndrome and uh, he's looking for his mother for guidance on how to be perfect. They are interrupted by Rhaenys who delivers news that Viserys is dead, Aegon is king, and the Greens are coming for Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra goes into early labor and heartbreakingly delivers a stillborn baby while a very cold and distant daemon wastes no time preparing for war. At the baby's funeral, Rhaenyra is crowned queen of the Seven Kingdoms by Eric, the guy, the one of the twins that we met last week that we're supposed to care about. Uh, he stole Viserys' crown. He bends the knee. Everybody bends the knee. I start crying. The sea snake wakes up, uh, ready to live the retirement life in the beach house of Drift Over Town, Florida. <laughs> but Rhaenys tells him that his brother is dead and that the last of his heirs are all connected to this war, so... They decide to pledge their house's uh, loyalty v- fleets. What do they do? They 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 bend the knee, right? They yeah. bend the knee to Rhaenyra. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do use use all the fleet to the ships to do a blockade. They're gonna bankrupt the uh, the Greens. They're gonna try to starve them out in King's Landing while Damon and the boys gather their allies because Rhaenyra does not want to be queen of the ashes. Otto shows up and Damon is ready to fuck things up but uh Otto shares his terms and some sort of piece of paper to Rhaenyra and naive and soft foolishly soft Rhaenyra sends her sweet babies to remind their allies who swore their oaths to them Lyceris is surprised to find that Lord Baratheon is illiterate and also the one-eyed Aemond is there to terrorize him first in the hall and uh, then in the skies, and the boys seem to lose control of their dragons, and uh-oh, Vagar eats Lucy in the sky with dragon. Oh. The episode ends with Rhaenyra fuming at the news of Luke's death. Oh, boy. I was, I mean, there's a lot that happened in this episode. It's by far my favorite episode of the season. Uh, it may be one of my favorite Game of Thrones-related episodes of all time. I loved every minute of it. It was all great. Um, but 
the way that that kid died, it, like it snatched my soul. I was so mm. sad, like the entire time when he's like, you know, when she's like sending him off. Because I mean, I don't want it to make it weird for you guys, but when I see young Lucas, Luke, whatever his name, Luceris, Luceris, Lucy Skywalker, the, oh, yeah, Lucy Skywalker, um, in his face and in his temperament, I see sweet baby Noah, who is I know really the sec- yeah. Oh no, my god, Noah, Noah. So this kid, the actor for this kid, yeah. was amazing because. He had that constant worried face, which yes. is very have Aiden, you, which you... is actually Aiden. But oh, like really? Noah doesn't. Noah has more of like a I'm gonna f you up look. <laughs> <laughs> so the and I felt like this the the thing that really, I mean, I hated was like he's constantly looking at his mom. He's looking at his older brother because they're all confident and they're ready to go. And he's just like yeah. ah, I don't know, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then they sent him to this mission, which. I don't know. I was watching thinking they should have known that there would be other people trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just sent them there. I mean, they could have waited until the weather was better or something. They just my, sent them into a storm. My thing was, I get that Rainice needs to go and do something in the narrow sea or something, right? I don't know. Something about the stepstones again. <laughs> I know nothing about the stepstones, but I get that Rainice like couldn't go. But Rhaenys is half Baratheon. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you send Rhaenys to go and talk to her kin or whoever? I think the most fascinating thing is that the, the Lord is illiterate. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was a lot of fun. Um, no, because Rhaenys, sorry, Rhaenys actually has to, like, she has a mission mission. This was just, yeah. you know, they were just messengers. They were just supposed to be messengers. You know, you're supposed to believe that nobody's gonna fuck with the princes because why would you do that that's just silly that is and they didn't yeah and they did that's true they didn't it wasn't Um, it wasn't the baratheons that were fighting they were like it's fine so and the stepstones was like important because that's something that that's the reason the sea snake has been away for like six years Mm -hmm. because there's constant war over that territory to control the i guess the flow of goods coming into king's landing that's like the river or the water that connects everything oh look at you so he Comes back, they think he's gonna die, oh, and he kind of wakes up over here. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call? Rand McNally. He's a map person. <laughs> so he wakes up and he says, "Hey, you know, sorry, I've been away for six years, but I did secure that, and that they're not gonna be a problem anymore. So we have that under our control now." Which is what he says. They can starve out the greens because he controls all the ports and he controls everything that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anyways, when yeah. uh when that scene with Luke after he left. Mm-hmm. Is that okay if we call him Luke? Is that, yes. Yeah, is that you can call him Luke. I think that's what I think that's what some people call him. I think it doesn't Rhaenyra call him that, Luke? Yeah, I think so. She does. Uh Luke when he Jake. left, yeah. It's Jace. Jace. <laughs> <laughs> when he left the Baratheon uh throne room, right? And they were like guide him back to his uh to his dragon. The entire time, I was like, please cut to the older brother so I can see what's going on with the older brother. Because in my heart, I just want Luke to get home. That's all I, I know. Want. And then they show him, and the weather is bad, and fucking uh. Eamon's dragon is missing. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, Eamon's going to try to pull some shit. And then he starts flying, and I had no idea how much bigger Eamon's dragon was. 
yeah. uh, than the other one. That's like he has like a baby dragon. Yeah. And they're all going through it. And then I was like, oh, God, it's just going to be one of those close call things. I knew something was up the second the, the, the skies were clear. I'm like, I know mm-hmm. this is Game of Thrones. They're going to fuck with me here. And, yeah. you know, they showed him get snapped up in the dragon's mouth. And in my head, I was like, does he have a parachute? Can he? <laughs> <laughs> Can he land safely? No. No. You know, so watching that, I actually thought something else much worse was going to happen. So as sad as I was, obviously, that, that you know, he was eaten or, I don't know, ripped to pieces and he fell. Jesus Remember early Christ. in the episode? <laughs> yeah. well, ripped to pieces and it fell or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, remember early in the episode when uh, Damon is singing in the, the cave or something where the yeah. other dragon is? Yeah. I don't know if that's one of the unclaimed dragons that he was talking about. Yeah. yeah. So that dragon is also huge. And then he's singing. He's trying to, I don't know get it under his control i actually thought because damon wanted this war really bad and he's upset with renera for not starting the war mm-hmm. i actually thought whenever the skies cleared and everything cleared that damon was going to show up on his dragon to kill luke and blame it on Aemon no to no, start no. the war because that's what he's been wanting I was and hoping Damon he's would that show much up of a he's he's that much of a dick that he would do that yeah. it's not Damon's his it's not his kid yeah yeah, we need to talk about Damon because yeah. I know you and I have been like, uh, I don't know if we love Damon or we hate Damon. And then Damon in this episode was like, hey, remember when you were on the fence about me? Here, watch me choke Renera. No more. <laughs> yeah, fences. okay, let's talk about what is going on with Damon, okay? <laughs> he is, he's ready to whip out his dragon any yeah. moment, okay? <laughs> he's like, he's like, you want me to choke? Like, even, like, I, so um, in the, after the, uh, whatever, the, the inside the episode, mm-hmm. um, the writer said, or the showrunner said that this episode and the, you know, it's the green council and the black council, or no, I think it's the green council and the black queen are the names of the episodes. So episode nine and 10 are supposed to be sister episodes. So they're actually very similar in how, like what is happening to these two women who mm-hmm. are like, in my opinion, the entire show is just about two women trying to survive the patriarchy, right? Like it's two women who have been told that they have some level of power by men and they're just trying to survive the patriarchy in different ways. Like Alicent is very much a woman who is trying to survive it by living within the box that is allowed, right? Like creating those windows of a prison. Mm-hmm. And Rhaenyra is told, hey, you don't need to be in a box. I'm going to break the box for you. And then you're good. You're good to go. But then her father never does the work to secure like a safe place for her to actually continue to like to thrive or live within whatever, you know, whatever he's told her, like, yeah, you could do this. It's fine. Like he's he never trained her. He didn't actually get allies. He had fucking auto come back. So like. It's very interesting to see that, like, uh, the comparison between, like, Allison and Otto, right? Because Allison is there and her the closest person to her, the closest male to her is Otto. Yeah. With Rhaenyra, the closest person to her is Damon. And both Otto and Damon do not miss a second to start, like, wheeling, wielding and dealing. They're going to, you know, like, Otto's like, yeah, we're just, we're going to go and kill them. Yeah, It's fine. You know, and Damon, too, he's like fine, let's just go fuck them up. We have dragons. Let's just go kill them. What's the problem here? Right. So I think like both of them in in both those situations, they're both like, as soon as it's almost like as soon as Rhaenyra or Allison show up 
in ways that is like that is you know um that in as soon as Rhaenyra or Alicent disagree with their hands. You could say Damon is probably Damon is probably going to be Rhaenyra's hand, right? Like mm-hmm. he is the closest thing to her hand. So as soon as they disagree with their hands, their hands uh, automatically like almost like remind them of who they are. Exactly. It's like you know Otto's like, oh, you look like your mother, or we didn't want to bother you with all of like our dark dealings. And then yeah. even with Damon, as soon as Rhaenyra goes into labor, which is like. That was a really. Could you tell I was crying? I was sitting right next to you. You did not come. Uh, I was avoiding. You were cold. (laughs) You were cold like Damon. It was a really like difficult scene to watch. But as soon as she goes in, huh? The labor. The birth. Yeah. Yeah, but as soon as she goes into labor, it's almost like Damon is reminded of the fact that, like, yes, Rhaenyra is queen. But she's one death away from something else happening, right? Like she could die right now, right? Yeah. She's giving birth, but she's still like that's that again, like in this patriarchy that they live in, as much as Damon's always like been trying to like empower Rhaenyra in some way, he mm-hmm. does still exist in a world where a woman's battlefield is childbirth. And so it's like, okay, that's your place. I'm gonna ignore you while you're screaming, yeah. asking for me. And I'm going to just, you know, go and fuck shit up. So I just thought it was like really interesting to keep seeing that even like in um, the last episode, Otto lines up all of like the lords and ladies. Right. And he like threatens them Mm -hmm. in this. Damon's like, well, I've got a dragon. So either you're going to bend the knee or uh, I could kill you right now or I could kill you later. Like it's all they're all they're both the same. They're both Otto and Damon are yeah. So the two episodes mirror each other about like the labor scenes, right? There mm-hmm. are four labor scenes. Three, three, four. There's oh the yeah, first four. One, yes, four. Episode yes. one. Um, yeah. Then there's the one with uh, the first one with Renera, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, what was Damon's first wife's name? Lena. Lena. There's one with Lena, and then there's one with the last one. Um, Obviously, I think they've been the most graphic scenes or I don't know. I don't know if graphic is the right word, but they've been those scenes that have made the biggest impact while watching the show um, because it makes you think about a lot of things. And they are they're really tough to watch. Right. And I think they're meant to be tough to watch. Mm -hmm. Like you are supposed to feel stuff. I'm not sure what the show is trying to say. Uh, about those labor scenes um Mm -hmm. maybe because i'm you know i'm just an idiot but i know (laughs) that they're i know that they're trying to say something um this season has been it's been very female centric uh Mm -hmm. which is great and it's welcome because it's uh it's a nice change of pace i'm just not sure what the four labor scenes mean um Mm. you know i I don't know i don't know what message that 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 they're trying to say so i thought the first three labor scenes were great i did i as as difficult as the first episode one was to watch it's very much like this is the truth this is the shit that women have to endure and they have no agency over their own bodies right yeah and if you take that and then you compare it with when you have the time jump and Rhaenyra is giving birth and she's, you know, like there is, and I don't mean to gross my husband and my brother out, but there's almost like this, like, uh, 
this um this like this release that Rhaenyra has when she gives birth right she Mm -hmm. seems relieved even though she's in a lot of pain and she has to do the afterbirth and she has to walk through the halls of the castle whatever there is like this joy in her childbirth and it's so different compared to what her mother has gone through and at this point this is her third baby so she's you know like okay this is my battlefield I was told that I need to shore up my uh you know my house and I'm doing it and I'm good at it and I I, in, I enjoy it and I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to do to like secure my place in this patriarchy. So for that, that made sense. Even Lena's delivery, because it's that same episode when Lena is having a difficult time giving birth and the maester comes and asks or whatever. She doesn't let Damon make a decision for her um, like Viserys did to Emma, right? Like yeah. she's like, no. I know that you don't want to do this. You don't want to kill me, but I want to die. So I'm going to take my agents. Like I have agency over my own body. I get to decide what happens to my own body. So those three made plenty of sense to me as difficult as they were to watch for some people. I actually didn't think Lena's and Rhaenyra's were difficult to watch. But for this one, I think the parts that really felt like gratuitous to me were the images of her taking the baby out i think that was too much i think that we could have like we would have gotten the point if we saw her screaming and covered in blood and all of those things i think the scene afterwards where she's like preparing the baby those were like heartbreaking right where she's sitting in a corner and she's just like hiding behind like almost like a bed or something on the floor and she's covered in blood that stuff i felt like would have told the story anyway right of like this is this deep loss that she's had at the same time that she's supposed to be grieving her father's death so I feel like those things all like could have been done without some of the more like gratuitousness of the way that it was filmed but I did feel feel like it told a story still because it felt to me like there's this like it's just like loss all around her it's like her dad her baby and then like what is it three days later lukey lucy luceris right so um i don't know that's what i felt like the story and then in terms of the births i do feel like the story that's being told here is that these women are this is their only way of gaining gaining or having any power in this world that is what this realm thinks of them this is westeros this is what women are for exactly and and i think the fact that they show um like they never showed uh uh, Allison giving birth, right? No. They only showed her um, that very troubling scene with uh, King Viz when he calls her in the night. And then they they, they show Allison being sexualized by men. Um, yes. By Viserys and then fucking, who's that foot guy? Larys. Her dad. Her. And then even, even And her also dad, her dad. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but the, like these royal ladies, right? So it's, uh, Renera, it's her mom, um, and it's uh, Lena. All mm-hmm. of them have old Valerian blood, and they mm-hmm. are looked at. You know, old Valerians are looked at as. Uh, you know, they say that they're closer to gods than they are to. Yeah, people. that's what she says in the episode too. Yeah, and it's like okay, so even though these women are supposed to be closer to God than to people, I don't know. There's something about them showing that you know they're 
for whatever reason, the value that they are bringing into the realm for the men is still just the childbirth part. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that they are just baby incubators. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I have I haven't figured all this stuff out. Probably gonna have to watch it again to kind of see what the what the message was. But obviously, you know, obviously, like the labor scenes like they did that on purpose right like that mm-hmm. that's i have, I don't think i've ever seen labor scenes that are that graphic before um in yeah anything this popular yeah i also think her going into labor as she's finding out that like her father died there is this like feeling i had and i don't know if this is just like what resonated with me but it, that scene where she's screaming like get out get it out right mm-hmm. it's like um like, you know, you're, she's wait, she's been waiting this whole time. She's like, I'm going to, I'm supposed to get this promotion yeah. at work. And as soon as she gets that promotion and she's supposed to go to work, like her first day on her job, she's having to do this very difficult thing that the other people who are at her place of business do not have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's like, okay, I not only am I breaking a rule by being a queen we've never done this before but i'm being reminded at the moment of how i'm probably not going to be good at my job because of this very reason because of this very reason is why the realm won't accept women as leaders right like and so it's almost like get this baby out of me so that i can go and do the thing because by the way my psychotic uncle husband (laughs) is about to murder everybody Uh, right Like, I don't know. Um, I do was, think that there's... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, there was something touching, I guess, in the moment when I was watching it about the fact that, you know, it shows all of the pain um, and all of the, the hard work that goes into delivering a life, right? Like you see, Rene, at, at the point, you don't know that the baby isn't going to survive. You just see that Renera is in so much pain, right? Mm-hmm. So you see that this is this is how difficult it is to to, to like for life to happen um and at the same time as you know she's going through that her husband is formulating plans to kill people you yeah know what I mean? so yeah. it's um it was i don't know what the message there was again but that's what i felt yeah um, exactly and that's the thing right like the men think that it's so crazy because women are like they're minimized to just whether or not they give birth or they don't whether they Mm -hmm. survive during labor or not but the men are told that they have much more power because they get to kill people yeah and it's like there's such a that that like uh that difference is very interesting huh what dichotomy yeah is that what that word is yeah i thought that was a type of like lettuce or maybe daikon (laughs) (laughs) never mind um anyway i'm not well read Listen, um, what's going on with Damon though? Why did we? Why do you think he choked her? Well, he, she it. says it. What is this? Why she says? She says it. She goes. He never told you the prophecy. But do you think that's why? But he chokes her before the he. She says the prophecy. No, I think. Or she, she says, says it, and then yeah. he realizes. I think in his head he realizes that Viserys never really had him lined up as his heir. Like he, mm-hmm. he was trying to have a boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work. Then he named his daughter, right? Yeah. So, like, even though he, for a brief period in between he was named the next in line, he never really trusted him. He never really told him the prophecy. 
So I think in that moment, he's realizing that like he was never really up for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I think what the reason why Damon is acting like an asshole is that although he loved his brother and he understood his brother, like he understood that his brother was one that was going after peace. Like that was his thing. He was one to avoid conflict and all those things. I don't think Damon respects that aspect of his yeah. brother. And now he sees that in his wife slash niece. Um, so he's just he's like, wife. yeah. And he's just like, well, you know what? I couldn't do this to my brother, but here's this woman telling me that she wants peace and she wants to rule. She doesn't want to. And he's like, oh, you know what? You know what actually gets shit done is, um, you know, if you violence. enforce. Yeah. Violence. Violence, yeah. violence makes that happen. It's the same thing when he introduces uh, Jace to the dragon right like he has that scene with the dragon he's yeah. like you want to you want to see what actual power is this is what actual power is and the thing is you know as like the as the episode was going on i was like this is a really interesting take that they're taking like what if renera actually follows through on her plans of trying to keep the realm together with as little violence as possible that's not what game of thrones was about but it would be interesting right it's like in the real world it would be interesting if more women were in power so we could avoid conflicts like this right Mm -hmm. and i was like oh maybe that's where we're going i wonder how this is gonna get resolved because that's not game of thrones like how are they gonna have a are they gonna have a war how are they gonna have a season two and well, now you know they're gonna have a season yeah. two. Be careful what you ask for, Raheel. <laughs> um, so can we talk about uh, Rainies and the Sea Snake? First of all, couple goals, those two. <laughs> they're the best. They're the most normal people. Although I, I didn't like the attitude. He just woke up from dying. <laughs> and she's yeah, like... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, right here, away. let me help you with this medicine, but also let me give you some attitude right now. <laughs> he abandoned her for six years. Yeah, there's years. time and place. Like he yeah, just woke that's up. Okay. There's a time no, no, place. no. First of all, no. He didn't even get to tell her that he secured the what is that? Stepping stones or something? Stepping <laughs> <laughs> skipping stones. <laughs> no. First of all, she he their kids died. And yeah, he, he left. He was like, ooh, this is getting too emotional for me. I'm going to go fight a war. And she's like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Sometimes a man needs a break. On her ass. Huh? Sometimes a man needs a break. Yeah. Guys. Your husband. Your, <laughs> like your husband is here. a long day at work. You don't want to be ambushed <laughs> at the door. Right? Where's the nice meal? <laughs> murder both of you uh, i love them i love them but i i appreciate that rainies is like you know what it felt like to me it's like okay this is what it's like it's like you let your husband make a bunch of decisions you're like listen i don't think it's a good idea i i don't think it's a good idea and your husband makes a decision and then he gets to a point where he's like oh, okay you know what you were right you were right the first time I'm sorry. I I think we should go back. I think we should go back to what your plan was. And she's like, I just love Rainies because she's like, hey, guess what, stupid? Our kids are all tied up in this. Okay. I I, I don't like that you're you're speaking in hypotheticals here. I want a concrete example (laughs) when you and your husband had this argument. And so one time what happened is um, Fahad and I, we were going to get our kids engaged off to uh, our... (laughs) Our cousin's kids. And then that one cousin's kid, our, you know, 
<laughs> what do you want me to do? It's exactly what happens here. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, I, do, I do like when she said that um, Renera is the, the only one keeping this all together. Because it goes back to the whole thing. Like, even in the previous episode, Allison's like, I don't want bloodshed. I don't want the family killed. He loved his daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't want you guys killing her. And then in this, she's saying, I don't want to be the one who strikes first. And I don't want bloodshed. I want to keep the realm together. I want to be a peaceful queen. Yes. So both women are kind of wanting the same thing, even though they both think they're right. Like Allison is convinced that, you know, what he said on his deathbed is basically that Aegon should be king. She doesn't think she's stealing it. She thinks that she's right. So they both think they're right. They both don't want bloodshed, but it's the men around them that are kind of forcing all this. So what I liked about that scene was she was like, you can't just abandon this. She's the only one keeping it together. And I also got the sense that in that moment, she finally was like, okay, this is who I would have been if I was queen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because up until then, you never really get how she feels. about. I mean, she obviously hates her because she thinks that her son died because of her. Yeah. But she also realizes like, this is how or who I would have been if I was queen. And she, in that, just in that brief moment, I thought she admired her. And that's why she pushed her husband to say like, no, we can't just up and leave now after half of our family's dead and the other half's tied up in this. Yeah. I think it's like, if you really want to be like a wheel breaker, right. You have to support anybody who does it, even if it doesn't get to be you. I think that's what like Rainice's uh is getting to because i wasn't sure where renice was going when everybody was bending the knee renice was still standing how do we feel about her smirk though she has a constant smirk on her face as as a petty person you know that i love sometimes you know there was a scene where everybody was you know saying your grace your grace and like kind of bowing and bending i like show some respect in that scene and you know (laughs) knock it off with the smirk I liked when uh, right after she's crowned, Rainier is crowned, and like she walks into the whatever the map room or whatever with yeah. the big map, uh, and on the guys like the whatever the soldiers keep walking behind her, and she's like, "Okay, stop!" <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, can we talk about the coronation scene? Yes, please. That is my favorite scene of season one. Okay, that great. Is, I was going to ask you what your favorite scenes were. I that's not again, my favorite. And, uh no it just the way that it it like builds up to that moment right because it is it is right after the labor scene mm-hmm. um you can see that she's gone through pro- it's just like back to back worse losses um she lost her dad she lost the throne and then she lost the baby in yeah. like the span of like six hours right and so you know you feel so much for this person um and then the way that, I mean, it was just shot beautifully and like the music and everything. And then when everyone starts, be- like I was crying. I was, I was. <laughs> I, I you were elbow emotional. deep in milk in the poppy. I was. Oh, AKA I melatonin. Was so, so, well, yeah, let's, let's call it melatonin. Um, <laughs> I was, I was very, very melatonin out. Um, and um, it was very moving, man. I love that scene. Yeah. It, there's well, it, the, yeah. the expression, the fate, the, like the, it would, like completely sold the scene like and it's, i think i was reading somewhere they said that even the actress who played her as the younger princess millie alcock yeah yeah she said that there's no way she could have done that like she she was she admitted like that's not in her range mm-hmm. like what uh emma was able to do yeah that's her name right emma their name yes. their name yeah so that they're like just the acting like without saying anything just just the look 
like sold that scene completely. Exactly. You 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 see a person like kind of become a queen in that moment, mm-hmm. and like you know, you see like you know her get first be like you know kind of shocked by the news. She sees the crown, and then she realizes what's happening, and then you see her accept herself as a queen, right? Yeah. And she sees all those people bend. Um, and then even when she exchanges like the glance with uh, Rainice, um, I was hoping Rainice would bend the knee there, but I understand why she didn't. But yeah. Renera wasn't upset about it. It was like Renera understood. Okay, Rainice needs some time, and also Rainice obviously she has a conversation to have with Corliss before she can do anything. But that entire like the entire three minutes is my favorite scene of season one there's the moment there's this moment when uh sir eric brings over the crown or whatever he's like yeah. the crown of jaharis right which yeah. is viserys's crown yeah and um and he and damon's holding it there's this look on damon's face that's yeah. almost like it's almost like well to me it read a little bit like damon is like he's really gone like it's almost like he's looking at the yeah. crown like well my brother is really dead yeah. Like my brother has died. And it, that's that's what I felt like was happening with Damon. I will say this, okay? Last episode with Damon, which was episode 8, we've been on record. Damon was looking fly, he was looking hot, he was yeah. looking good. This episode I feel like Damon, they kind of like further inbreded his face a little bit, didn't you feel like? <laughs> that's how he's always looked. No, 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 no. Yeah. He's had hot episodes, okay? Uh, like I the like wedding it. episode. Well, how did I, Sir I, Eric I, just sneak up? Like, didn't they have everybody guarding everything? He's like, excuse me. I'll just I'll just take this crown right here, yoink, and like he left. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think how we um, read uh, uh, Damon um, in terms of hotness is directly tied to his actions within the episode. Yeah, um, I think true. you liked Damon in episode eight because he's being a badass and defending his stepkids and telling Eamon to step two um, and being like super bitchy to Allison in the throne room, <laughs> yes. which is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Can you, I, you be know... more of that kind of a husband to me? <laughs> to who? To me. No, but against who? I mean, yeah. whomever, my brother, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but in ladies this line, at the airport who are yelling at me, <laughs> just he just goes up to them and just starts choking them. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> um, but in this one, I think it's colored by the fact that you know we saw him do that terrible, terrible thing to his wife, and so that's all we're going to remember. I don't think in the moment he probably thought that he was as ugly as. Yeah, but I think it's also a reminder that there are no good people, really. Mm-hmm. Even like Renee, like who's at least at this point is like if you just look at it from like a classic like good guy or bad guy like everybody's rooting for her character but even her she had that innocent man killed yeah right yeah just to fake uh her husband's death her 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 in-laws think she killed her husband their son yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean there's no like real good characters i mean i think that show constantly reminds like one when you start thinking too much in one way like oh these guys are good then they constantly remind you like no they're all just complicated characters um and there's no real good or bad it's just complicated characters who have their own motivations yeah yeah Yeah, of course i do think like um with rhaenyra she's not an outwardly bad person always in my mind because rhaenyra is like i said she's she's been told that you don't have to be within the box of what it means to be a woman in this realm. Right. Mm -hmm. 
but then at the same time, so she's like, okay, well then I'm going to do shit the way men do. I'm going to go and have a bunch of bastards. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm just going to like, but I'm going to raise them like my sons. And I get to, it doesn't matter that who's the father, because guess what? They're Targaryens. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that gets to decide that they're Targaryens. But I guess her dad was also a good, good guy. Uh, I have issues with her dad. But That's I think, amazing. I mean, listen, He's he could have done king. more for his daughter. Okay, wait, I will say this. He did. I, wait, guys, stop interrupting me. Okay, I will say this. <laughs> Rhaenyra finding, like, I was... I was expecting Rhaenyra to some degree to be a little bit more angry. Like, I didn't think that her, and I guess maybe her anger went into when she's like giving, going into like childbirth, right? Like that's where all of her energy goes to. Mm-hmm. But like, just like last week where Alicent, we were led to believe that Alicent, who like 48 hours before Viserys died, is like plotting with Vaymond, right? Mm-hmm. To like, call out Rhaenyra as she's a, like as a as a whore and with her bastards and get like all of her her son's inherent inheritance taken away that's what Allison is doing 48 hours before Viserys dies but she has a nice dinner with Rhaenyra in the middle so then she changes her mind a little bit it's yeah. similar in here where I'm like Rhaenyra I get that like you're, I get that you had a nice dinner with them, but shouldn't you guys have been planning for the possibility for these people to like usurp you guys? Like, I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't have a plan in case something like this happens. I found that clunky too when like yeah. she was like, Oh, I'm gonna drop my kids off and I'll be right back with my dragon. Meanwhile, her dad looks like he's about to drop any second. Yeah, it's like I. He didn't have half a face. Yeah, I I mean that felt like uh some something they just wrote in there because they needed these two last episodes where they're separate and for the crown to be stolen basically. But it didn't make sense logically like if you know your father is like almost almost at, you know, at his end, you're not going to be like, "Well, let me go away and drop my kids off and I'll be right." And it didn't look like they were about to come right back. Yeah, and I don't think those kids need any dropping off. I think they could well, it was go. because at the dinner there was that issue where yeah, but you know what? Yeah, they could have they could have gone with their dragons and gone home. Yeah, or they could have gone with Damon. Yeah, I I think I think they the 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 two ex friends had a very nice genuine moment there, and I think yeah. Renera was just grateful that okay, you know what, this entire trip has gone better than like this is like the best version of this trip, right? She went. She went to um, King's Landing, um, where you know where it was very. There was a very very real prospect of her sons uh, being written out of the will at Driftmark, right? Yeah. So and everything kind of went her way. Plus, yeah. on top of that, it seemed like her friend was her friend again. So yeah. I think she was just like, this is just a great moment. Like if you remember that dinner table i mean before viserys went away and you know they had a little bit of it's the most beautiful moment this a great time right you're, you're just like oh you know what i don't want to ruin this i don't want to i don't this is this has gone really well i'm not yeah. um, it's like george costanza right you leave on like a high you you say your best joke <laughs> and then you just you just walk yeah. off you do the walk off so that's what she was doing um and then i think when she finds out about the usurping i'm not usurping um, I think there's a part of her that's just like, oh, you know what? I've kind of always known that this could be a thing that happens, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that she's going to take it lying down. Um, you know, I think yeah. she has, 
they, they do have some plans. And plus, I mean, well, she I think has also, yeah, yeah. Also, no. I don't think in their wildest dreams they thought because so before he dies, right before the king dies, and then this is actually my favorite scene of the whole season is where he's completely under their drugs influence. He can't yeah. get up. She's yeah. there. She's crying. She's like, you know, you need to support me if you yeah. want me to, you know, fulfill the prophecy. If you want me to be, you know, the, the next ruler of the kingdom you need you need to like help me and we think that he's completely out of it he's not listening but he is listening he just can't respond and then that scene that sequence where he walks in um when yeah. to defend his daughter mm-hmm. and to once again say she's gonna be the one who inherits the crown mm-hmm. so i think that to damon and then and then damon when he cuts off um what's his name's head wait yeah so like i think <laughs> when they're leaving and then that dinner like they're under the impression that like Okay, it's all settled. There's yeah. nothing there's nothing really for us to worry about because it was in front of everybody. The king himself woke up, came out, and it was, you know, just declared it. Yeah, somebody lost a head. Somebody lost a head and it's all settled. And I think in that moment, Allison kind of accepts like, okay, like this is what it is, and she's being friendly with me. I mean, it all goes because of that last scene where he's dying and he, and he says yeah. what he says, but I don't think um Renera thought like anything like this could happen. I, th- I think she I thought guess. it was all settled in that dinner scene. And that was my favorite scene, actually, when he walks in. Because his acting is amazing. I think he's the I best actor also. in the whole show. Patty. Patty Cox. Patty. And yeah. I just relate to him. He just wants, you know, everybody to get along. He just wants the whole family <laughs> to sit together and have dinner. Okay. Well, speaking of relating to him, uh, real when when uh, the king of my uh, house, when Fahad dies, are you going to call me the dowager? What? Huh? Are you gonna call me the Dowager? The fact that you think um, I'm gonna outlast either one of you, given <laughs> my habits, <laughs> I would no like to be called the, called the Dowager. That's a cool. That's a cool title. Um, real. What do you? Out of the three of us, who do you think is most likely to accidentally murder their kin? Murder their kin. Who's most likely to? Yeah, out of the three yeah. of us. Well, so the thing is, like, out of uh, the three of us who would purposefully do it is you. There's no, yeah. <laughs> there is no, uh, accidentally, I would say me. Because yeah. sometimes oh, I like the milk of the poppy a little bit too much. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't think Fod's counting anybody. No, I don't think so. I, he would never send a kid on a, you know, on a yeah, stormy exactly. day on a dragon. Exactly. You're like, you know what? Let's just send the raven. It's fine. No, Let's send he, the raven. He, He'd be like, forget the dragon. Why don't you just hop on my back? Hop on my back. And I'll swim us over there. <laughs> hop on little Lucy. Oh, oh man. Oh, what a Lucy. sweet, sweet kid. Wait, did way, you guys think that there was some parallel between when he goes there and he goes, what have you come to offer? Are you going to marry any of my daughters? Uh-huh. With that and um, oh, that's true. The, the king of wedding. the north who... Ooh, yeah, right, uh, Walder red- Frey? Yeah, because he goes like, "What are you to offer? Are you going to marry?" And he goes like, "I'm already." <gasps> wow! Look at you. And that always That's leads a good to their death. Yeah, always yeah, leads. True. You know what? That moral of the story is: Don't have daughters. Lord of the La- hey, moral of the story <laughs> is: If a Lord of the Land says, "Are you going to marry one of my daughters?" You just say yes. Just say yes. <laughs> yeah. Just offer somebody. You know what? They have a little brother. He should have been like, "Well, I've got a little brother. He's like two. I've got two <laughs> other ones. It's fine. We'll figure something out." Um, I had one more thought about Damon and when he chokes Rhaenyra mm-hmm. is that I think that when 
when Rhaenyra starts to talk about the prophecy of of like of ice and fire or whatever, fire and ice, um, I think that in that moment she reminds him so much of his brother that like he I think he realizes in that moment, like, okay, me being with her for like what the last eight six, six years yeah. hasn't changed her into being like a power like a you know a dragon who loves dragons like yeah. because even her very their very first interaction right like when he brings her that little necklace and he is like creepily <laughs> they have like a weird moment um but like his whole thing with Rhaenyra has been to I mean he's groomed her literally yeah. um but he's really tried to make her like proud of being a Targaryen and dragon power and all that stuff. So I think in that moment when she starts to talk about prophecies, um, that's like, there's two kinds of Targaryens. There's dragon Targaryens and there's dreamer Targaryens. And Viserys is a dreamer and he's not a dragon guy. And I think that when Rhaenyra starts talking that way, he's like, oh my God, you're a fucking dreamer too. Yeah. Yeah. So then he chokes her, which is horrible. Uh, I think he wanted he wanted to rule through her. And yes. he really oh, thought yeah. like, yeah, yeah, of course. she's going to just do whatever I tell her to do. Yeah. And I mean, he realizes I, I, in that moment he can't. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think he is a little bit, I think his love for her, well, yeah, I don't want to get into it. I don't, I don't think he loves this. her. I, I mean, I, I don't think you would ever, you, any, you know, anyone who actually loves somebody else would raise their hands to them. Right. Um, uh, this is a fucked up situation, obviously, because of the times that they show and, and all that stuff. But. I don't know. I, I do feel like he obviously has affection for her in some way. And I think he does respect, like when he turns to her and he crowns her and he says, my queen, I think he does have pride in that moment. It, you know, he is happy for her in mm-hmm. that moment. Um, but I think at the end of the day, he is like Fahad said, he is expecting to rule through her. He still sees himself as being, kind of the ultimate power in that relationship because he's a man. Well, I think also he has this like weird situation also with like um, Viserys, right? Like he Mm -hmm. thinks that he, he thinks that Viserys is spineless. He doesn't think Viserys is a good King, but he still crowns Viserys when his, that goddamn scene where his crown falls. (laughs) Right. Like, so like there is that right of like, he doesn't necessarily, like even with Rhaenyra, I don't think that he. Yeah, I think I think his his love for her and his admiration for her is conditional. Mm-hmm. It's like as long as this can lead to me being able to do what I want to do, which is basically just kill the High Towers, right? Like that's really yeah. what he wants, um, because that's really who like who really hate each other the most. It's always been Otto versus Damon since like the very first episode. So Damon is right in that sense that like, of course, everything that he does and the way he goes about it is wrong. He spotted, uh, um, what's his name? Otto out. Oh yeah. Cause he was like, yeah, "Yeah, this guy is manipulating you. Um, and that's why he doesn't really respect his brother as the King because he's like, you're being easily manipulated. And if you had me on the council instead, I wouldn't let any of these guys do this to you. Yeah. Um, so he's been right in that sense. And then this is just reinforcing his his mindset that, you know, I need to kill these people because you can't trust them. Even when he comes with that offer, like that peace offer, he's thinking to himself, like, this is nonsense. Why are we even listening to him talk? Like, we should be killing him right now. He says something about a shriveled dick and a cunt. Yeah. So all in, kinds in of stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but did you guys know the scene where he picks up the crown? Yes. 
And he puts it on his brother. Is Yeah. Go ahead, tell us. I'm not going to say yeah, it. I don't know this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, please. No, so it wasn't scripted. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. So when they were shooting it, that crown fell, and he picked it up, and they did that sequence, and they liked it so much that they kept it. It wasn't part of the script. <laughs> okay, oh all right. God. I know, I know, I know, I'm guys. It was amazing. Unwell. Yeah. It was um, amazing. And the weirdest thing about that whole sequence is when he did it, K3G music came. Oh my God. Bob, again, this is not a Bollywood podcast. <laughs> nobody knows what you're talking about. Stop referencing things that nobody knows. Uh, one last thing about this episode is, again, we've been kind of on the on the fence with Eamon. Is Eamon hot? Ooh, look at him smoldering. Ooh, he has one eye. Ooh. Eamon it's is sapphire. a petulant child. He is a fucking douchebag idiot. I hate Eamon so much. I think I, I hate him as much as I hate... Uh, Who's the dude? Who's a Sir Kristen Cole? Yeah, Eamon is just a child. Like mm-hmm. I thought, Eamon had like his his temperament under him. You know what I mean? Like he kept it under. No, he's an idiot, mm-hmm. and he's an idiot. And I love that he has that idiot face at the end when he's like, "Oh shit, I just started the war." <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think he's gonna get away with it though. Well, so because Fire and Blood is like just a series of like people telling stories of what happened with the Tarkarians and nobody knows what really happened in the sky. This everybody from here on out, like people who are opposed to the Greens call Amen the Kinslayer. Well, at the end, how do they even get the word that what happened? Like it just cuts to them in the council. Well, because think about it, they were just with the Baratheons and Amen was like running after him and trying to like get into a fight with him he says something like you know he's gonna like terrorize he's terrorizing this kid in a public place with other people to see yeah, so, the mean, sweet guess... little boy is like running in the rain to get on his dragon they know that they've both flown both flown out together and only one of them makes it back so we're to assuming the baratheons are telling that story yeah well the baratheons uh, or, are like I mean, hey or people people are telling there's other people there and so what happens dra- or the dragon may have floated up, right? You see a, a dragon with dragon marks on him, cut in half. You can kind yeah. of assume. You see it, yeah, you see a headless dragon fod. That... People are going to make some chatter, okay? <laughs> right. I didn't need to see an email. Like, <laughs> just... I love the, the la- last scene, obviously, because like oh. um, watching it again today, like the last sequence, mm-hmm. when he walks into the room, mm-hmm. you can tell like she just kind of like, everybody else in the room kind of disappears. Like she's just looking at him because he's walking over and we're assuming that, you know, he, he says what he says and it's not some like inside joke or something. (laughs) Like walks up to him. He's like, knock, knock. (laughs) No, stop it. No, but so when there's the, her theme, what's it called? Just, um, Rhaenyra's music. Yeah. So you hear that music when her back is turned to the camera. Yes. And then, then it pauses like midstream. And then it turns really dark and evil. Yes. And it just sets it up perfectly because when she turns around and she's like, she's basically like her husband now. Like, well, get the sense that she's ready to just burn them down. Yeah, I think it, I really you brought this up because uh, I think a couple of episodes ago, but there is this difference, right, of like child Rhaenyra and child Alicent versus yeah. adult Rhaenyra and adult Alicent. Child Rhaenyra yeah. is kind of like sassy and spunky and rebellious and like a badass, right? And you can tell after the time jump that 
adult Rhaenyra has kind of had to soften herself and work right because she thinks as a kid she's told hey guess what you're 14 you're gonna be the fucking queen of this place right and we've never done it before but we're gonna do it for you and she's like cool yeah let me just go do whatever I want but as she grows up and she realizes like no there's actually shit that I need to take care of and these there's a lot of boxes I need to live with and I have to soften myself because everybody hates me She's had to soften herself. So we've only, we've never really seen Rhaenyra like mad as an adult, right? Like we've seen her frustrated, even when she's fighting with, uh, even in that scene where Allison pulls the dagger on her, she's very calmly tells her, you know, now they see you as you are, but she's very calm. It's Allison who is the sort of like unhinged, crazy person, which is like a huge departure from who she is when she's younger, who's like very shy very quiet, very much of like a rule follower. So I think that it was really cool to see Ale- uh, to see Rhaenyra just be mad as fucking hell. Like yeah. she's, oh, yeah. she's mad as hell. We've never seen that music look on her face. Oh, uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Was it, now you guys both, I know, casually like to watch the King of the North sequence. Oh, nothing can top that. <laughs> but did it give you those feelings because no. of like the closeness of the face? No, no. The, the you know what gave me that feeling was the coronation, actually. The coronation, yeah. yeah. I love the coronation, that. I know, and I... then when Viserys walks through that hall, mm. and he's like stumbling and he's walking, yeah. And then he's basically looking at his family and saying, "What's the argument about? Like, yeah. I already settled this." Yeah, you bitches. <laughs> um, okay, well, this is a great segue. Into, is that would you say that's your favorite um, scene of the entire season? Yes. Of when Viserys walks in. Yeah. And how about for you, Rahil? The coronation and then uh, Viserys walking in is number two. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with the coronation was great. It was just really difficult. I was like in an emotional haze because of the birth being right before that. So yeah. it made me really, it was just like a lot to take in. For me, it's Viserys walking in. There's a couple of scenes, actually. Viserys walking in is amazing. Um, the scene at the... Um, um, in uh, the funeral episode, right? Where everybody, where they fight, where Allison and Rhaenyra, oh, that whole sequence where everybody's in the room, grandpa wants everyone to get along. Why are yeah. we fighting? Oh, so he <laughs> lost an IR, All right, big deal. He's so sorry. We're good. All right, let's move on. I that's love- not gonna, That's not going to come <laughs> back and haunt us in six years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stick a sapphire in there. He'll be fine. <laughs> so so you know all that stuff like i love that that whole that whole section of the the season that whole uh that whole scene was incredible because like every single person that we've gotten to know on the show is in the room when all that mm-hmm. is happening i love that and because uh, i've been listening to the soundtrack all afternoon i actually realized that on the wedding episode that whole stretch in the wedding celebration where everyone is dancing and everyone is dancing and there's all these things happening and like Lena's meeting um, Damon and Kristen Cole's talking to Lenore's lover and the way the music is building up and all that stuff because mm-hmm. there's like happiness, but there's also all this tense shit happening. Th- that is a great little sequence and I really like that one too. That's because uh, I was listening to the soundtrack today too. That's like mm-hmm. the first dance, right? It's like yes. the drums that are, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's great. Shit, I, it's so good. It's so good. Who's your favorite character? Rhaenyra. 
Rhaenyra? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Interesting. I'm sh- I'm shocked by that. Why? I don't know. Well, you said it was Viserys before. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, they're similar because they kind of have the same goals. Mm-hmm. Viserys, because I just felt bad for him. Mm. You do, you want to be an old man, retired in peace, building your Lego. Stop fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Would you say that that um that? But you said Patty's your favorite actor, right? I thought he would. Yeah. I mean, so when I first saw pictures of him, or I first saw him in the first episode. Unfortunately, if he's listening, I'm sorry for about to say. <laughs> he has that face, like you know, in movies, like all right, this guy's a bad guy. So like, he had that face where I was like, oh, he's gonna be like an awful character, like he's gonna do some horrific things. And the first episode, it kind of starts off with that because he chooses to put his wife through that through that labor, mm-hmm. and he essentially kills her. But besides that, he every episode after that. He seemed like a reasonable person in this world. He didn't mm-hmm. want to marry the twelve-year-old because that's disgusting. So and... he went to fourteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was also because somebody who was like coming and playing Legos with him, like he. That's true. Hey, 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 hey. She Lego trapped him. Yeah. Hey. I'm joking. That's terrible. But that's you know, he he. I don't know. He at every point he seemed like reasonable. He wasn't like just being emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean I like that and then his acting was just as he got older it just got better mm-hmm. like in the series as they were doing the ch- time jumps he just got better and better okay who do you prefer more uh, adult Rainier actor or uh, child Rainier actor adult adult Rainier. oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. not even close that's yeah. not even close who's your favorite well real um, yeah who's your favorite uh, character and who's your favorite actor this season so this like season one for me, I think it's always going to be the Allison season because I mm-hmm. felt it was the Allison season until this last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my favorite uh, actor is also uh, I forget what her name is. Olivia Cook. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh, stunning. She is so good. So <laughs> I've I enjoyed watching everything that she did. And I enjoyed watching all of her scenes. Um, I think watching Damon. Uh, in some ways excites me the most because he is like I don't know what the fuck that guy is gonna do he's a wild card Um, and he can be like he can be for whatever reason you can love him and then he can just do like the worst thing in the world Um, and I don't know how to so I I don't know where I'm gonna go with him so just seeing him on screen always excites me but he's not my favorite character Um, I think season two I'm really excited to see what happens with Rhaenyra now um, because you know I really liked adult Renera. Um, I like that. I like the like the the warmth of her motherhood, the way mm-hmm. that they showed it. The you know how she was always hugging her sons and her kids and all that stuff. Um, now I'm really excited to see what happens next season when she goes when she goes ham. Yeah. So compare that to Allison though. When she's with her sons, she's constantly mad and angry. At well, they're that. pieces of shit too. Yeah. Well, so season two, you mentioned like what I'm super excited about is that the other son went to see the Starks. Mm-hmm. And just the mention of the Starks in the North gives me that feeling from that King, King of the, of the, the North. North. Owner, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't talk about my husband that way. Um, yeah. No. Oh, stop it. I, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I was also really happy. I was happy that this episode did not have any Kristen Cole because fuck that guy. He's been in yeah. every single episode of this fucking show and I hate oh, really? him. So oh, much, yeah. yes, yes. Um, 
my favorite character for sure is it's so I hate saying it, but it, I like Damon. I like watching him. I wow. think he's a wild card. And this not is be- why men like Damon exist because no, of no, women no. like you. No, no, no. He's a badass. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, stop it. Great. Stop it, guys. Yeah. No, no, I like no, the choking. No. Hey, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a fucking monster, but not because yeah. of the character itself. I just love watching Matt Smith. I think he's, he's such so a good, good. actor. Yeah, he's sure. so good. He he loves to lean. He likes to peer. Like, even when he enters rooms, there's um the clip of, like, you know, when he they're in the Stepstones and that, like, whole see that the whole, like, bit of the Stepstones where he gets a messenger, like somebody gets a, a note from Viserys and then he beats up the guy or whatever. Yeah. If you watch that clip of the face he makes when he's reading the note, yeah. it's so funny. Like he's actually, Matt Smith is so funny when he plays Damon sometimes, but he's also like absolutely diabolical. Like yeah. I just, I, so I love, obviously I love Rhaenyra. I love, I love hate Allison. I think that that's like the most compelling story there. Mm-hmm. I want them to get, I want them to figure out how to give us a little bit more of them because there's multiple scenes that were cut from the show. There's a scene apparently of when Allison and Rhaenyra talk after Allison is betrothed to Viserys. Mm-hmm. So there's like shots that somebody released on the internet of them yelling at each other. So oh. there is a whole, yeah, she's crying. Like Allison is crying and Rhaenyra is crying. And, and there's also a, a wedding episode where Rhaenyra gets Allison ready for her wedding to her father. So like there's a lot of these things that I feel like we missed on the show. And it is frustrating because, because of the fact that we haven't seen that when these things happen, where Rhaenyra gets a page from a book that Allison had still from, you know, 20 years ago, when Rhaenyra gets that and she feels that warmth of her friend and it makes her like be a little bit more cautious and trusting or whatever she does, like, I would like more information about their youth in order for us to feel like that's not clunky. Like I, so I, I that's, I didn't, that's the stuff sorry. I'm missing. No. So I didn't find that clunky. I actually like yeah, neither did that. I. It's I, 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 I like that. It's, it's left to my interpretation so I can fill it with all my terrible misogynistic thoughts about women. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then just, you know, just understand because I don't, I don't want everything. I'm like, I don't want to be handheld through every part of this. I mm. want it. I want some things to be kind of left to my interpretation. So um, Plus, I, I understand. Show, yeah. They did show, I think they showed enough of them when they were kids that to yeah. imply like, they go to pray together whenever they're in the garden, they're sitting together or like, I think Renee is laying on her lap. Like they show that they were super like close. Three, it was like three scenes. Yeah, but they show enough in those scenes, even at the tournament, like they're like always together. It just shows enough that like they're best buds. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I think anything that gets me to the adult versions of Renera and Allison, that's what I'm for. Because mm-hmm. both of those two are incredible. Yeah, yeah. Just the best. But yeah, I agree. Matt Smith is probably the best actor um, in the entire thing. But I just, all of Olivia Cook's, uh, uh, Olivia Cook? Yeah. Um, all, all of her, like, dialogue scenes are just, they're so good, man. Yeah, like, Every yeah. single scene. Do we think scenes. Damon is basically the Jamie Lannister of this show? Oh, that's a good question. 
love of no, Indiana. he's much more. I'm like he's much more evil than Jamie. But then I remembered the show started with Jamie throwing a child out of a window after <laughs> getting caught fucking his sister. So and that's actually why I thought Damon was going to be the one who actually killed Luke at the end Lukey. to start the war. Yeah, yeah. Do, did you were you able to pick up that Damon is just like singing to another dragon? Like, yeah. were you confused? I was a little bit confused then. The only reason I was not totally confused is because one, I watched like the after the episode, uh, inside the episode or whatever, but also because I listened to like eight hours of Game of Thrones podcasts after the episode airs. So I was prepared for that. But like, I don't know. Because there were a lot of people on the internet that thought, yeah, the same thing that you did, which is that he was, um, that he was maybe going to provoke another dragon to go and fuck shit up. Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't surprised you were singing the dragon. I'm surprised the dragons like songs. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> you know, that's how this experience has been different from my original Game of Thrones experience. And I think it's partially because of how let down and angry I was about season seven and eight. That I'm not, I'm not uh, reading anything on the internet after the show happens. I'm not listening to any podcasts about the show or anything like that. I'm just mm. watching the show and that's it. I, mm. I just want to see everything. Um, so, well, speaking yeah. good and bad for me, like, so I love this season. I love this show so far. But what made Game of Thrones that much better was like right off the bat, like, it had this whole mystic prophecy to it. Like, mm-hmm. not even prophecy, just like the whole, like, supernatural, like, we don't know. The, so, in this, we the see the dragons scaries. from the beginning. We see the dragons from the beginning. The dragons exist. This is also yeah. showing the story of the dragon. So, like, there's no that there's not that element of surprise. Like the first time we see the dragon in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. it's incredible when she's you know freeing the slaves. Um, I, I forgot what yeah. city she was in, yeah. but like she tricks the the seller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was just iconic. Like you, I haven't gotten anything like that from this show yet because this is much more still like a family drama. Yeah. Where if Game of Thrones, you had like eight different characters in eight different parts of their world. And there was always this constant like tension of like, well, something's happening in the North that nobody's paying attention to. Yeah. So I do like in this show, whenever they reference that prophecy, because to me, that was always the most interesting part of the whole show yeah. in the universe. You know, when they reference the prophecy, I get a little bit pissed off. And it's only because yeah. of how yeah. Poorly, yeah, Pod gets really mad too. How poorly they handled season seven and season eight. So, so. I've talked myself into believing, because this has been some internet talk, <laughs> that they're referencing the prophecy as much as they are. And apparently, I'm not 100% sure, it's not in the book as much as it is in the show. And the reason they're doing this is because they have plans for more Game of Thrones shows and yeah, spinoffs yeah. and even like a sequel to the original show. With the rumor being there's a Jon Snow show. Yeah. That they're referencing this in some way to kind of like, not fix or redo it, but kind of like, I don't know, realign the the show, the Game of Thrones show with this and then whatever they're going to do afterwards. Yeah. Um, I try to hope Yeah. Happens. Maybe. Um, one thought about the dragons, though, uh, before we wrap up, is that were you guys confused about what was happening in the sky? And do you feel like, like, about like the boys not being able to control the dragons no i mean so i was wondering i was like well so when uh when luke is landing and he's having a little bit of trouble with the with the landing and yeah during like the fight or whatever i was like well i guess that's just how you land a dragon like that's just how a 14 year old (laughs) lands a dragon it's like a 16 year old driving a car right they're not gonna 
they're not going to be able to merge on the highway perfectly every time. You just, you kind of have to just learn. So yeah. I figured that he'd be okay. I was like, okay, they already know. She wouldn't have sent him if she didn't yeah. think that he could actually fly through the storm or whatever. So. But then with the, with um, his dragon, uh, like blowing fire into. Oh, his... controlling the dragons. Yeah. Controlling the dragons. That's what I Yeah. Mean. Yeah, yeah, but so they're I, wild animals, so yeah. I, and one's attacking the other, or like they don't know like this is just a prank. Yeah, right? like they so the little one feels like all right, this larger beast is attacking me. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go into defensive mode, so that made perfect sense. Like it's sort of like um, if you're trying to like control a tiger or like another animal comes in the realm, it's gonna fight back. So that yeah, was tiger's gonna go though. tiger, dragon's gonna yes. go dragon. At the end of the day, it's I think yeah. what they're trying to say is you know you can we can pretend that, you know, we have all of these like governments and our kingdoms and all these rules and all this other stuff. Right. The, the, the thing at the head or at the top of the food chain is nature. You know, nature can get you, it'll fuck you up and you can't do anything about it. Like no matter who you are, what kind of prince you are, what kind of labels you have, nature is going to get you. It's going to get you. So, well, also the false sense of security that the Targaryens have that like, Oh, it's okay. We have the most power because we can have dragons, right? Like even Damon being like prophecies don't matter. It's dragons, you know, dreams didn't make us Kings. Dragons made us Kings. But what are the dragons actually doing for us? Like mm-hmm. Rhaenyra being worried about like, I, you know, when dragons fight, everything goes, everything burns, everyone burns. Mm-hmm. That's is that's exactly what she's trying to avoid, and here in a very like innocent situation, you have something happen where, you know, sweet little baby Sarah's oh, innocent situation. No, I'm saying like in a in a in in a situation where like um I don't know which podcast it was. I don't know where I read this. Maybe it was a tweet. I'm not sure, but somebody said ultimately dragons are weapons of war. They're not meant for like riding around to send messages right they're weapons of war and vagar is one of the oldest dragons and vagar is like the conqueror's dragon apparently mm-hmm. it's like one of yeah i think like aegon's dragon or no not aegon not aegon the conqueror but aegon's sister wife's dragon and also i think it was viserys <laughs> who said that i think when he's basically talking to renera he says that People think we control the dragons. Yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like we don't control the dragons. So dragons are like it's like you know just riding around on like on like nuclear bombs and just being like, well, I can control it and it's fine and I I'm the one in control. But like you're actually not. So I I think that that's going to be really interesting because as Rhaenyra goes into possibly Mad Queen, right? Mm-hmm she's going to probably want to rely on that dragon fire, but we're learning at the end of this episode that like, that's actually not so much in her control either. So I'm excited for that. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, Now, Raheel, I've been telling you about Allison's music and Rhaenyra's music. Have you listened to the musics? I have listened to the musics and uh, I listened to more of the soundtrack and neither of those two songs is my favorite song. Although the song that is my favorite song is, related to Rhaenyra's music. Um, it's, ca- it's called The Crown of Jaehaerys. Yes. And that's the one when uh, it's the coronation scene, but it is. Yeah. Like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, I love it. The tabernacle music. I love yeah. it so much, so much. I'm Fod's so annoyed. I, I say it every single time. I'm like, that's, her, that's Rhaenyra's music. It reminds me of like wrestling when like Stone Cold Steve Austin's about to come out. <laughs> 
That's Austin's <laughs> music. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Good God, that's Steve from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a track on the soundtrack called "The Green Dress," and that is Allison's yeah. music. Oof, it's like so it. good. It's I didn't so love that good. one. I tried to listen no. to it, but it didn't give me the same goosebumpies. I thought it would before. because you love Allison. I do love Allison, but I like her dialogue scenes. Mm, that's true. He that's likes true. her feet. Oh, I, like, I like her feet. <laughs> I like her socks. Her socks had like a little royal emblem on them. I've been looking at a lot of pictures online. <laughs> <laughs> You are Lara's foot guy. Oh, my God. Look at you. All right. Well, uh, we're going to miss them. And um, that's it for this episode. Fahad, thanks for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for for, uh, taking care of the crown jewel of my family, which is my sister. Fahad, I appreciate you as a brother. Terrible. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> Chalk me up I in the, the sky by Vagar, please. I don't want to live in I'm the Damon in this. Are you the Damon? No, I I'm the so. Damon in your family. Are you kidding me? You are you are the Aemon to my uh uh Baratheon guy, the illiterate Baratheon, because you have taken a daughter of mine, also my sister. Um, it's got <laughs> lost. We I lost the lost. thread. We lost the thread. I've killed a small child. <laughs> you killed a small child. And then you uh, went, oops. Whoopsies. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for being here. I appreciate Well, you're here all the time. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm going to go back downstairs now. <laughs> all right. Bye.